Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Bloomers! Oh my goodness, happy spring. It is March, and believe it or not, this is episode 50 of the Brandon Bloom Podcast. I am absolutely blown away by all of you listeners out there, all of the support this podcast has received. I want to give a major shout out to everyone who follows, likes, listens, and especially to all of those speakers who I've had hop on for guest interviews. You have been amazing resources, and everyone, those episodes live forever, and they all have free resources. So I want you to go back and take a listen to those that you might have missed, and make sure you click through to the show notes and get those resources resources from my amazing speakers that I've had on the podcast. There have been so many. And I'm wanting to pop on this week for episode 50 for a a little solo episode. I haven't done one of those in a while. I know it's been a little quiet over January and February. I kind of took some time off. I wasn't feeling that great. There was some family and life stuff that went on. And of course, the pandemic continues to be a pandemic. (laughs) So there's that. But I'm coming back here in March and I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling refreshed and ready to show up for you in this whole new way. And what I'm really focusing on now in this season of my life is alignment. At the beginning of the year, I chose a word for myself that I was going to focus on for the entire year. I said to myself, This New Year's Eve, I'm not going to sit down and make some crazy, elaborate goal that is going to intimidate me the entire year. That's just going to sit and hover over me like this big, dark cloud, you know, waiting for me to accomplish it. I didn't feel like that was realistic for me. With all that's going on and all of the uncertainty in life and business, so I said to myself, let's simplify. I'm going to pick one word. And that word for me this year is alignment. So before I dive into this episode, I want you to think about your word too. And I can't remember if this is something I talked about recently on the podcast or previously, but if so, here's just a refresher. I want you to think of your word for the year. If you've sat down and you have all these goals, that that's fantastic. I'm not saying goals are bad, but sometimes we just need to simplify a bit more and focus on what's truly important for us in the grand scheme of things. And that can be, you know, the days in front of us, the hours, the weeks. It doesn't have to be the months or the years. So looking a bit more short, short term and thinking about what makes the most sense for us. And I'm bringing this up, even though we're well into the new year now, we're in March, um, because I have felt a huge shift in my business over the last few weeks. And I don't know if it's because I took some time off because I wasn't feeling well, um, but I really realized that I was kind of running a one-sided business for a while there. Um, You know, 2020 was really hectic. We were all kind of scrambling and doing what we could to quote unquote pivot. Luckily, my business was set up for online already, so that made it a bit easier, but I did launch the Bloom Crew, my membership program, and that set me up for such great success, and it got me thinking about how much I love community and how much, you know, now that I've been running it for almost a full year, how much others love community as well, and it got me thinking about how I 
breathe community and connectivity into my business from all areas. So one of the major focuses there is looking at social media. So I kind of did a self audit and I'm like, yo, I'm very one-sided on Instagram. Like that's my primary social media platform, but I've been so lazy with it. (laughs) You know, I can crush it when it comes to teaching others how to use it, you know, and I'm a huge advocate for 90% of your time you should be engaging with others and 10% of your time should be posting to your profiles and your reels and your content, whatever. But I got lazy for the last few months for obvious reasons, you know, not feeling good, being overwhelmed, like people jumping into the new year, like boom, 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 here's all this stuff I'm doing. And I was just like, ugh, like I already felt like, I felt like January came and I already couldn't keep up and then, you know, sickness and um, family stuff happened. So anyway, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm trying to admit publicly that I got lazy and it showed and I was sitting there being one of those people that was like, nothing's happening in my business. I don't have any followers. I'm not making any money. Until I had this moment where, you know, I came back to work and I was like, dude, like you need to focus on community. Remember how important that became in 2020? This is not about you. This is about your people and who you serve and how you're showing up. So I stopped everything and I totally flipped my strategy. I got back on my game. You know, this is something I was doing before, but over time I lost steam. I forgot about all of the strategies that I've put in place to help make this easier. And I don't know if it was burnout or what, but um, I came back with this renewed mindset And ever since then, been focusing on community. I'm going to tell you what I've been doing that's been working so well for me, especially on Instagram. Um, But it's making me realize why I started doing this as a solopreneur, as a marketing coach. It made me remember, you know, who I am deep down and what I absolutely, truly love And you cannot determine those things and you can't truly feel those deep feelings without connecting with others. And it's been really hard over the last year or so with all of us kind of being stuck at home and working from home, we're very alone in our roles most of the time. When we can't get out and connect, we can't go to events, we can't network as much as we'd like to. And we are experiencing this shift where we have to force ourselves out of our comfort zones and go a step further to connect with others in these really saturated spaces, social being the primary one. So I'm not sure how many of you know of the gentleman Gary Vaynerchuk, very popular marketing and business dude out there in the world. Um, He's got this really cool rule that he refers to and recommends for social media. It's called the $1.80 rule. Basically, he says that if you go on Instagram and you connect with, I think he says go to 10 hashtags a day and connect and comment and follow the top nine posts for each of those 10 hashtags a day, you're leaving your two cents for each person and that adds up to $1.80, whatever really elaborate, but it's a fantastic mindset to be in because connectivity is everything, especially on social. So I looked at his $1.80 strategy and for me, that just wasn't feasible. Like when you break that down, 
I think someone, <laughs> I saw this in a Facebook group. Someone did the actual math for this. It would take one person three to four hours to do this if they're doing it daily, which is what he's recommending. And that's just like not realistic, especially for us makers. Like, no thanks. Um, connectivity, communication, like engaging is so important. But when you're one person and you're doing everything yourself, that just is not the best plan of action. So I took his strategy and kind of skewed it down. And I've been looking for each day or every other day, I've been going to my top three hashtags and doing commenting and engaging on the top nine posts. I've been doing that for a couple of weeks and I've been really trying to make it a routine. Instead of just logging onto Instagram and double tapping my friend's posts or whatever the algorithm is shoving in my face, I'm making a point to you know, consciously make an effort to go to these hashtags that are either industry related or that I know my target market is using and commenting and connecting with those makers. And it has been so wonderful. It has been so eye-opening. And I went into it with a very open mind. I wasn't like, you know, I need more followers. Like I need this, I need that. I was just like, I just want to freaking meet people. I am so sick. I feel like I'm talking to myself every time I'm on this platform, like algorithm or not. Um, my content is freaking baller. And I just feel like these platforms aren't favoring the makers or the creators that much anymore when they're not engaging. So I was like, listen, I'm just going to connect with people, you know, no hidden agenda. I wasn't trying to spam people. I just showed up and I just found, I found myself saying like to myself every day, you made that like when I, when I see the creations that people are coming up with within my hashtags, like, and I click through, I read their captions. I see the photo. I click through to their profile. I learn their name. I scroll through and see what they're making and kind of what their journey has been. And I am absolutely blown away by how creative people are. And it gets me so excited. Like, and, um, you know, until recently, I didn't know paper could be used in such beautiful ways and that there could be so many different ways to like weave. And so I find myself nerding out daily as I make a point to consciously, consciously connect with more makers on Instagram. This platform has been my primary focus and it's worked wonders for me. It's where my people are. So that's where I'm showing up. But it's also teaching me so much about myself that I've forgotten about. And I think that's why it's making me so excited. And it's why I'm nerding out on those posts. Like I grew up around this stuff. My grandmother, my mom's mom, Nanny, is an incredible sewer or she was, you know, before the wretched Alzheimer's hit. Um, she had her own shop out of the back of her house and I'd model her, her hats and her dresses. There's a photo on Instagram if you want to see what I mean. Um, but really cute boutique that she had. She did all of her, all herself. Um, and I remembered we'd always take girls trips to go fabric shopping and she taught my mom, my mom taught me. And then my other grandmother, my dad's mom, Nana, is like a sorceress with crochet hooks. Like she has been knitting and crocheting for as long as I can remember. And it's just, you know, comes naturally to her. And I used to know this stuff. I've been taught this stuff. And I used to, I remember 
like being this eight-year-old and how that made me feel, how it made me feel to not just create something, but then to put, you know, a nanny shop to go and put my own little tag on the thing and how that would feel to write like made by Liz or, um, you know, just whatever, do a little drawing, do a little price sign or whatever. Um, it just made me feel so good, but I haven't done that stuff in decades and yet I feel so connected to it. I was always that kid like making weird shit. I was always that kid. I loved like picking wildflowers and pressing them into fabrics with a hammer around my mom's sewing room and like driving her nuts or I would do it outside on the step of our our cottage in Vermont and you know she'd always wonder what was going on um or join me because she's awesome. I loved like I remember looking at fabric swatches with Nanny, you know, the booklets of fabrics. And to this day, this is so nerdy. I can't believe I'm saying this. But to this day, I genuinely get giddy when I go to somewhere like Hobby Lobby or Joanne Fabrics and get like a roll of fabric and it like hits the cutting table and I can hear, you know, the scissors slice their way down the divide just right. Oh, it was like secretly what I wanted to be when I grew up for a very long time. It's like, mom, I'm going to be the lady behind the fabric table, slicing up fabrics for people, folding them up, pinning them together, doing the paper. Anyway, I digress. I loved other things like looming and weaving, like working with yarn. I have Nana to thank for that. I remember in school, in art class, Drawing was never really my thing, but when we did like out of the box stuff, like glass etching, like that was my ish. <laughs> I would totally dive into the unknown. And for the last 10 or so years, you know, I've been wondering why I don't have any hobbies. Like it's been this constant in my life that I'm like, I have friends who are so creative and they, you know, they can draw and they can paint and they can make stuff with clay and they just are so open about it. And I feel like as much as I grew up loving crafts, I don't have a thing like that that I still enjoy. I mean, I do like to paint, whether it's on my own or it's like paint by numbers, like having a thing to do. Um, I love to write. I love to hike. So I have like different zones. But when I think of myself as a maker, I think I, I've been pigeonholing myself into this one area of the physical product and the craft and forgetting that you can be a maker in any way that you want, whether it's physical or digital. For me, for the last 10 years, I feel like I felt like I haven't had a hobby because I've been so enjoying what I'm doing as a digital maker, like as a coach, you know, creating these courses and my own framework for for how to market your brand successfully, but my goal at the end of the day has been to serve makers who sell physical products online and all that jazz. So I'm still very much connected in some way to, to the making world. And it something like I said, like I wouldn't have rediscovered this if I didn't get out of my own head and rise above my pride and start connecting with people every single day, like making that my mission. 
My priority is no longer like fill up the grid. There has to be content. Share, share, share every single day. Keep the posts active. Keep the profiles active. It's like show up every day and use these platforms for what they're made for. And that's connecting with other people, connecting with people in your niche, not just your friends and your family and your feed, not doing this follow unfollow game. That's so shady. Um, Not something I've ever done, but I know people who do it and it's really shady. I know people who buy followers, shady. You're not making the right kind of genuine connections. You're attracting bots and spam. So if you want to genuinely find the right people in your business and just feel great about what you're doing and light yourself up, go out of your way to manually connect and engage with people every single day on these platforms. And like I said, for so long, I was like, why don't I have a thing that I do in my free time, like that I really enjoy and cannot live without? It just simply took connecting with others to rediscover what I really enjoy, that I am and will always be a maker at heart, creating whatever I damn well please. I will continue to be that kid making weird shit (laughs) randomly, whether it's at the lunchroom table or it's in the hallway of my first grade classroom or it's on the steps of my house. I follow that creativity and what feeds that creativity is knowing that I'm not alone in it, that there are other people out there who are just as creative, if not more creative. Like I said, I'm constantly blown away by what people are coming up with. It is fascinating. And if you want to understand what I'm talking about, go to hashtags. I know for me, my top hashtags are like hashtag makers, hashtag maker, hashtag makers movement, hashtag small business owner. That's my niche. Those are the people I want to connect with. And I'm learning so much. I just learned like what a traveling quilt is. It's like people are so freaking creative. Anyway, I'm rambling now, but the bottom line and my goal for episode 50 today was to help you jump out of your comfort zone. If you are in a place in your business where it feels one-sided, where you feel like you're working so hard, but you're not getting anything in return, it's probably because you're keeping to yourself too much. You need to get out there and talk to people and do it without this shady hidden agenda. Just genuinely show up, authentically connect with people. If you want uh, more details on this, go to my Instagram. I shared a couple of reels recently that talk through how I optimized Gary Vee's $1.80 strategy and made it more realistic for all of us makers who have lives and we don't have a team of thousands of people to help us do that. Um, And I've really made it a point to do this strategy every day and make it a habit. It can take 30 minutes to an hour and it's working. Like my, I'm checking my insights and it's working. I'm in the green. (laughs) Like it's fantastic. So I want to hear from you. If you're a maker, please let me know how I can connect with you on social media. I would love to follow you. Um, You're always welcome to email me and reach out. I am everywhere on the socials at Ms. Liz Fleming, M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. And I would love to connect with you. On that same note, I have a really exciting, um, scary, (laughs) scary for me, 
opportunity that's coming out here at the end of April. I'm hosting my first ever virtual summit for makers called the Made By Me Summit. And I can't share too much yet. I'll do another episode all about this because I'm still putting it together. But this is something that I thought would be fun to do. I've always wanted to do a virtual summit since we can't connect in person. Um, But I want it to be solely for makers who want to simplify and scale. And it's a totally free event, free educational event. I designed it for makers who create and sell physical handmade goods and want to scale their e-commerce profits using simple, stress-free techniques on the web. It's going to be a three-day event. And get this, I'm out of breath because I'm so excited. (laughs) It's a three-day event. And it's going to unite 20 plus of the best business and digital marketing experts I could find to help makers worldwide like you take control of their business systems in a way that allows them to profit more and save massive amounts of time so they're free to do more of what they love. Make. We don't have time to do all this business shit. We're like trying to profit from our passions. Like nowadays, these spaces are so saturated. Whether you're on Etsy or you have a Shopify site or you're self-hosting your e-commerce, whatever it is, like there are so many moving parts that makers have to know about. And then on top of that, we're expected to continue to spend time making all this beautiful stuff. Like it's mind-blowing. So I wanted to, because I've seen this overwhelm for the last several years, um, I know running a business as a maker is not all fun and games. As much as we're working in our passions, there's so much of the business side in terms of growth and scaling that we need to optimize to make this easier so we have more time to do what we love, not just make, but like live our lives with our families. God forbid we have free time to do stuff. So anyway, the Made By Me Summit, it's going to be April 28th through the 30th, three-day event. I'm partnering with 20 plus speakers. It's going to be totally free. And I have a whole website that you can check out, but registration is not going to open for another few weeks until the beginning of April because I'm still working on these pages. So I'm really excited. But if you want to jump on my list, if you're not on my email list yet, do that. I send a weekly newsletter so you won't miss a darn thing. I share stuff about the podcast. I share stories like this, my musings, you know, whatever it may be. And as always, resources to help you grow in your business, no matter your skill level. So I'm very excited for what's on the horizon. I'm excited for you because you've got some great resources in me and all these speakers that I'm partnering with for this thing. And it's going to set your soul on fire in a way that gets you thinking about your business in an amazing new light so that you're not feeling stressed, you're feeling refreshed and relaxed. It's possible to feel that way. And we all have seasons in our business, you know, like I just had where it gets bumpy and we get tired and we want to give up. But something comes around that reminds you why you started and why you need to keep going. And I want to be that light for you. So stay tuned to the Brandon Bloom podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And I will see, hear, talk to you again soon. 
Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com for more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me. There's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more. And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.